0: Into the end zone, it is caught. Touchdown, Tommy Sweeney, touchdown, Buffalo. Gives Henry on the left side to the 10, to the 5, to the end zone. Touchdown, Titan, three time for Derrick Henry. Allen tried to sneak, he got nothing, or so it appeared. They got it, they got it, they did it, they did it. Not yes, not yes, hell yes.
1: And the Titans beat the Bills 34 31. Derrick Henry. 143 yards rushing, three touchdowns. The Bills go for it on fourth and one instead of kicking a field goal and going overtime, which given the way their defense was going, was really the only call. Giving up scores on six straight possessions. Hadn't had a stop since late in the first quarter, early in the second. But the quarterback sneak flashed me back to uh, Ty Detmer saying, I only gave uh, Taysom one option there. Roll him out. Let him run. Give him he some slipped. receivers to throw to. He did slip.
2: If he didn't slip, he would have been fine. He's six foot five. It was the exact right call. He, he had a, another
1: option. He, he slipped.
2: He had a defensive lineman coming right at
1: him. Big I don't deal. know if he would have gotten
2: there or not. Right. You don't. I agree. You don't. Roll him out. Roll him out. Six roll foot out. five. We don't need him going anywhere but straight. Roll him out. You know, you're a roll of vitch. That's what I'll do to you. Hey, O. Both
1: teams now four and two. Ravens with the best record in the AFC at five and one. Can Henry keep this up all year? Destroying all year? defenses. Where you been the last four? I know. At some point, it catches up with a running back. Why catching up with him? Taking I mean, a lot of hits. It,
2: the Bills. It didn't really matter. They're going to win the division. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, and the Titans are going to win their division. There's really not another good division, another good team in either one of their divisions. No. 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 No, 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 no. Who's no, no. in the uh, AFC Central with Tennessee? There is, there is no Central. There's a North and a South.
2: No? <laughs> well, to get from the North to the South, you got to go through the Central.
1: Indianapolis no, would, seem to, be, Indianapolis would right. seem to be the next best team, and they're not very
2: good. Oh, you give Luck some time to get healthy. <laughs> hey, retired. put some respect on Jonathan Taylor's name. Jonathan Taylor, a New Jersey kid who ran for 2,000 yards every season at Wisconsin. He was that good. True story. That's a true fact. Another kid. The two states I'm from. Rutgers don't get anybody. The Devils don't get anybody. They all leave.
1: Browns running back Kareem Hunt expected to miss several weeks with a calf injury.
2: Kareem Abdul-Hunt? He was carted in the locker room after being injured versus Arizona. And do you think his parents would have named him that if it wasn't for Abdul-Jabbar? Was Kareem a big name in the community before Abdul-Jabbar made it? Yeah, I don't know the
1: answer to that. My guess is no, but it's a little before my time, so. Kareem Hunt is before your time? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't know how big a name it was before No, but I'm not
2: talking about then. I'm talking about now. Kareem Hunt's 26 years old. That's absolutely. I assume. you got a kid virtually the same age. Did you consider naming him Kareem? <laughs> was there somebody before Kareem
1: Abdul-Jabbar? Irregardless! It doesn't
2: matter! Irregardless it does matter. was trending on Saturday, by the way. I took a picture of it. No, it doesn't. What was trending? Irregardless. Oh, it was? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What got it trending? They were debating whether it's a word or not. How no, many times okay. I got to tell you? It's a right. freaking word. Man, get off
1: my back. The Rams prepare to take on the Lions for the first time since the team's traded quarterbacks in the offseason. Sean McVay expressed regret about how the deal went down with former Rams quarterback Jared Goff. Yes, I wish there was better, clearer communication to say that it was perfectly handled on my end. uh, I wouldn't be totally accurate in that. I'll never claim to be perfect, but I will try to learn from some things that I can do better, and I think that was one of them without a doubt. I claim to be perfect. You do not.
2: Kareem Hunt, does he claim to be perfect? uh, not that I know of. 2018, TMZ releasing a video involving him kicking a woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, some people have to step aside. You know? DJ and PK,
0: hashtag college football. I love being here. This is my the job I wanted. I'm, I'm being here.
1: I got a great contract. I have an unbelievable chancellor. I have an unbelievable president. Unbelievable AD. That we're building something, we're recruiting great players. I really believe we're on the process of building something great. I plan on being here and fulfilling this contract and doing everything I, my family has roots here. I got ranches here, I hunt here. I love everything about this place. Jimbo Fisher trying to shut down the rumors that LSU's gonna come and get him. There's some things here. First of all, you're in the process,
2: not on the process. So have your prepositional phrase correct. And then he talked about unbelievable chancellor, athletic director. but supposed those people leave. Well, right. then it would be a new deal. Are they Are going to be there his whole time? Was this a Franklin He's got deal a long Roosevelt?
1: Con- this is a new deal? He's got a long contract, so my guess is they wouldn't be there the whole time. Well, the big thing in this is Woodward, the LSU AD, was his AD that hired him at A&M.
2: Oh, what a small world. That's crazy.
1: Washington State fired head coach Nick Rolovich and four of his assistant coaches, They're not in compliance with the state of Washington's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Defensive coordinator Jake Dickert will serve as interim head coach for the Cougars as they host BYU Saturday afternoon. And just go
2: across the border, man. Idaho is right there. And then you got it covered. Why didn't they think of this? Don't know. Go, I mean, go, Idaho is go, like right there. It is. Yes. I've been there. <laughs> yes, it is. It's right there. It's like eight miles to the University of Idaho. Right. And, and, and it's not, the University of Idaho is not right on the border, so you got a few miles to play with. I don't understand why they just didn't move it. Let's go east a little bit. Let's go go east, young man. Southeastern Commerce
1: announced that it's assessing Tennessee a $250,000 fine. The fans are throwing bottles and other debris onto the field golf ball. Uh, last Saturday at New England State, after Ole Miss beat them 31-26. <laughs> SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey set forth requirements that Tennessee must adhere to under the sportsmanship, game management, and alcohol availability policies established by the SEC. SEC is not suspending alcohol sales privilege for the University of, of Tennessee at not. this time. <laughs> Nobody ever will. Until not we're going to re- do that, I don't want to hear about this. But they reserve the right to do it. If UT fails to meet all the requirements here. Sure, sure.
2: For like a half a season, maybe a half I have a half of a half. We're done. With five minutes left in the game, no more out beer sales. That's it. We're drawing the line. Make them play in an empty stadium like they do in... Uh, European soccer sometimes. You don't can play. play don't don't nobody's don't, there. Don't ever do anything that matches European soccer. The last thing we need is a bunch of softies playing football. Don't you don't even bring that up. No, no, no. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. The vibe was what it was, right? Like, was it perfect? No. But we hear this do a job and that's to win
2: basketball games so we put our big boy pants on and we get on the floor and do what we do
1: and that's pretty much it. That's the 76ers forward Tobias Harris on the vibe for the team. You saw some of the pictures on social media. Do you practice with a phone in your pocket very often? And if you're expecting, expecting a call. Not all into it. <laughs> if you're expecting a call. Yeah. Hold on
2: coach I got a call. Right. I mean, Magic first took over at coach, and he smashed the phones. Right? He knew what he was doing about, but if you're expecting an for- important phone call, I mean, these guys are they're important people. I agree with what Tobias says. He can't be worried about that other stuff. Nope. Man. You're contracted to play ball as hard as you can and help the team win games. You can circle your own little personal wagon and do what you can do. You can't control any of that other stuff. Somebody's got a bad attitude, doesn't want to be there, blah, blah, blah.
1: Opening night for the NBA—it's the Nets and the Bucks tonight at 5:30. Defending champs will open things up. Second half of the TNT doubleheader is Warriors and Lakers in LA at 8 p.m.
2: Well, NBA, go ahead, Kyle, Kyrie Irving. You think it's going to be a story? Yeah. I heard he's only going to play for one coach going forward. Oh, really? Yeah. Nick Rolovich. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver
1: says Monday he would have preferred that the NBA and Players Association came to an agreement on a vaccine mandate, in part to avoid it becoming an adversarial issue for the league's players, as it has for Nets star Kyrie Irving. He says this is between Irving and New York City right now. This is not a league issue, but I think it would have been best for everyone if every player were vaccinated. But they aren't, so it's an issue, and the Nets will go on without it. Who isn't vaccinated besides him? Uh, that may be what we're down to at this point, really.
2: So, some bench guys not making a stand? <laughs> I <definitely laughs> don't think so. <laughs> you had
1: Andrew Wiggins for a minute, and he decided to. Yeah, he, he Ooh, got What's
2: my status in the league? Ooh, it's not that much. I'm going get that.
1: LeBron James does not buy that monitoring his minutes will have any impact on his health for the Lakers. I don't play the game thinking about injuries, and I also feel worse when I play
2: low minutes. How does he feel worse? You're a headache? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good. I mean, I saw that yesterday, and I thought, I appreciate that. Appreciate him wanting to be out there. I mean, they monitor his minutes anyway. Everyone's minutes are monitored. It doesn't matter who you are. They might monitor you and limit you to 38 a game, but they're still
1: monitoring you. Right, exactly. So right.
2: You're, you've, your minutes have always but been monitored. But the implication
1: with this at his age is now we're going to limit you to 32 or 30 or 28 or whatever. played yeah. 33 uh, last Yeah,
2: I year. think what this, the the situation, the dictate of the, the, the nature of the games, where you are in the standings, where you are in the season, all that stuff goes into it for everybody. But the thing that I didn't understand is you feel worse. Like Like how? These think, guys never get any follow-up questions to, like, no. all the social justice stuff. They just say it, and nobody ever really questions them about any. They they're, they're, they say what they say, and then that's it, and then we just take it. And depending on what your political stance is, it's either shut up or it's brilliant. Uh, but there's not follows. I would have loved to have followed. What do you mean? How do you feel when you play 25 minutes? Are you nauseous? <laughs> I mean, what what... You you feel lethargic and you you feel like you've lost conditioning to an extent. And you, since you maybe you don't like the Jazz used to have a deal if you didn't play a certain amount of minutes, you had to do the bike and all that stuff. Yeah, that was so, a Jerry Sloan. Role yeah, for a long so time. do you? feel like your conditioning is lessened? Is that what you're talking about? So it actually hurts you the next time out? I would, I'm would. i really intrigued by yeah. what he meant by
1: that. I thought there were two things that I could figure out. Is one is what you just said. Does he feel worse because of his conditioning? And the other, is it more a mental thing? He feels worse because he's not contributing to the team and the teams he's been on. You know, if he doesn't play as much, oh, they he don't win the as team. much. I know, right? So is it that? So it's his conscience is
2: bothering him? It's
1: it's $45 trillion that I get? We We should have won more. Because I should have played more. So he feels bad about that. Those are the only two things I came up with.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The preseason
1: top 25 is out. And Gonzaga is number one. BYU got some votes. UCLA also getting first place votes. Uh, Gonzaga got 55 of 63. The other eight went to the Bruins. So Gonzaga, number one. UCLA, number two.
2: And then the Big 12. Kansas, number three. Well, November 23rd in Vegas. Gonzaga and UC Los Angeles are going to play each other. The Bruins. I mean, Cronin, what a schedule. He's got North Carolina. He's got Villanova. I mean, all those teams are ranked. He's got obviously he against I Just said that. That's a whale of a non-conference schedule for sure for those guys. He's not ducking anybody. You know, he'll play as Northridges and probably your Santa Barbara and all that stuff. But he's also got some big-time games. So the twenty-third of November, right around the corner. I'm looking forward to that game at, and it's at uh, T-Mobile there, uh, the big arena that they put up a few years back. So that should that, that's great. That's great for college basketball to have a game like that. In November, numbers—I don't. I assume they won't lose until then, so that'll be a big battle. It won't necessarily mean anything come March, but it captured my attention. You better believe on November 23rd, I'll
0: be watching that ball game.
1: DJ and PK.
0: #Hashtag Major League Baseball. Three and nothing to Schwarber. He kicks and he delivers. Swing. There's a long
2: drive to right field. Deep toward the tucker looking up it is gone into the grandstand grand slam kyle schwarber six nothing red sox can you believe
0: it 0 one to jd pitch slider drilled to left way back gone ask and you shall receive mr maloney and it is 11-3 red sox
1: Boston Red Sox, 12-3 routed the Houston Astros. The Sox are up two games to one in the ALCS. Kyle Schwarber breaking it open with a grand slam. They had three all year, and now they got three and two games. They've won both those games. They've scored 25 runs in the series. PK, we talk about pitching and defense in the postseason. Astros giving up 12 runs and making two errors. They're not getting their pitching. I guess when the pitching, the errors don't matter at this point, but J.R. Richard ain't walking through that door. Hit me with that old Astro rotation. Nolan Ryan ain't walking through that door. Yeah, but anybody can go. Nolan Ryan. J.R. was
2: too obvious. Uh, yeah, I love Schwarber. You know, he's a short, squatty guy who's up there to do one thing: hit the ball over the fence. I mean, you got hit dingers. You got like Stanton of the Yankees. Looks like a Greek god. You got Freddie Freeman of the Braves, long and lean. Not Schwarber. Nope. Not saying he's uh, out of shape, but he's squatty. He's compact. And uh, stocky is probably a better word. And he's going up there hacking, man. He's got one thing on his mind. He walked up to the plate with bases loaded. Yeah, I don't care what the count is. I'm going to try to put that ball in a right field seat. And he did it. And at that point, the blowout was on. And Kike Hernandez is now nicknamed Willie Mays. He's <laughs> like about 2,000. Can't get out. And the, and the Dodgers are down 2-0. You should have never got rid of Kike. Can't believe they let Kike go.
1: Braves and Dodgers today, 3 o'clock on TBS. With the Braves up two games to none, they're playing in L.A. today. And then it's the Astros and the Red Sox in Boston tonight, FS1, 6 o'clock.
2: Problem with Ash uh, the uh, Astros. They don't have Alan Ashby behind the plate, man. Let me tell you about Alan Ashby. They got Zach Ranky. San Pedro, and Alan Ashby, I might add, local legend. Yeah, oh, for in the sure. Daily Breeze days. Yeah, he's also a Latter Day Saint. For those of you who are interested in that, I learned about my baseball history from you. I hope you know this. Alan Ashby. Yeah, I interviewed him. The, the, the coach they had there, he was like the man in black. He didn't wear a uniform, and but he wore black pants and a black windbreaker. And black, they were the Pirates, so black was part of their color. So he's, Jerry Lavaro was the man in black. He lived with his mother. He was like Cliff Clavin of Cheers. And he coached there for literally 40 years. And he put so many dudes. At one point... They would probably tell you they had the most guys in the big leagues. Brian Harper was a player, I was a manager for the uh, probably the Buzz. He played there. Gary Maddox. Uh, the list goes on and on. And uh, so when he was like 65, I did a story and I called Ashby, was a sportscaster down in uh, Houston. I called him up and he said, Yeah, Jerry Lavarro 65. And this was like 25 years after he played. And Ashby says, He's 65? I thought he was 65 when I played for him.
1: (laughs) He was a character. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, 8 o'clock, Dylan Colley, his weekly visit. The former BYU receiver will join us to talk BYU and Washington State. 8.30 Frank Dolce, Ute Insider, analyst for the Zone Sports Network on the Utes. 4-2 Utes going to play 4-2 Oregon State. First in the South versus a team that's tied for first in the North. Frank will be here at 8.30. Question of the day. Coming up next, stay with us.
0: Ready, ready, ready. For the Utes and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. Hey, hey. It's another Pac-12 road trip for Utah as Kyle Whittingham and the Utes head to the Pacific Northwest to battle Oregon State in Corvallis. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 430 with the postgame show immediately following the game. Ah. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 975-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Hot Takes Your Toes brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics, Losing Your Hair. It's 2021 and you don't have to. U of P Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text hair to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahhairmd.com question of the morning. How wild is it that non-vaccinated Nick Rolovich is out as Washington State football coach ahead of this week's game against BYU? Against the vaccinated BYU Cougars. Dane says the Pac-12 is nothing but a liberal dictatorship. <laughs> I think that's to
2: do with the state of Washington versus the Pac-12. <laughs> details. Yeah, that's just, you know, yeah, semantics I mean, they are. They're so left-wing, it's ridiculous, but... <laughs>
1: Adam's right back at him. Hey, settle down, MAGA man. It was a Washington mandate from the government that cost him his job, not the PAC-12. Yeah, okay, but
2: that's two different things. The PAC-12 is still a bastion of liberality. (laughs) You just wanted to say liberality. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is a crazy, crazy story. And I don't care where your politics are, this is just a crazy story. I I never would have thought in my life that an NFL, or an NFL, and a Pac-12 head coach and staff members, four or five, five total, I guess, including Rolovich, are out because of a vaccine and a three-game winning streak when you're rolling. Rolo was rolling. You get your quarterback back. You can explain the losses. Explain the loss to Utah. They didn't have Delora or uh, Borgie. And it took a fourth-quarter interception by uh, Phillips to extend the lead and make it comfortable. It was right down to the wire. I mean, I don't know what would have happened, but if you're Washington State, you can easily look at that. And they would be in contention for first place at that point. And so they still have an opportunity – Oh, they're four and three with five games to go. You finished nine and three. You've had a really good season. I don't care what division you did or didn't win. If you go nine and three in Pullman, Washington, as in most places, Tempe, Arizona, and so forth, that's a really good season as far as I'm concerned. And Delora uh, last year didn't even count, so I don't know what his plans are. But he can be considered a freshman. And now this,
1: yes. Crazy and the stories coming out of there. the The guys who've been in the program a while now. He's a, a newer guy, but they've been through two player deaths. They're getting yeah, ready yeah, now for I their yeah. third coach. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever I mean. you sign on for as a college athlete over four years, stuff's going to change. But that is a lot to go through.
2: Well, they, they had, had the Pac-12 Network broadcast the press conference at seven fifteen our time last night. So I fired it up and listened to it because it matters. Well, it's part of the job, I feel. So I listened to the whole thing. It went about 15, 20 minutes. They had the president and the AD there. And both of those men kept talking about that very thing, about the tragic Holinsky, uh, uh, I think that's his name, right? He took his life uh, a couple years back. Brian Holinsky. Yeah. Yeah his brother went to South Carolina but I think he transferred. He transferred to Wisconsin. He no he started at Northwestern. Northwestern that's what it was. Yeah. Pretty good he game last week he, he transferred, yeah. And he was a he's a quarterback and uh, so yeah, one thing after another here for these for these kids. It's just crazy. I don't know how
1: else to explain it. Can you explain what impact it's going to have on the game? Because that's what a lot of BYU fans care about, because the back-to-back losses, a three-game losing streak, that
2: will, whatever momentum they had, man, a three-game losing streak just zaps that. Yeah, I actually think it galvanizes them, but it's a flip of coin. I mean, you want to argue this is uh, something, a major distraction that will cause them to fraction and go into various places where they are not together as a team. That's fine, too. This is just an opinion here. But I think, to me... And watching that game against Stanford on Saturday, as much as I could with other games that I'm trying to watch, uh, the BYU game being the prominent one, was that uh, they're on a roll now. And they, as I've said many, many times, it depends on not just who you play, but when you play them. You know, if you would have caught, Utah caught a major break. Without Delora playing it's just a fact I don't know that they necessarily needed it but they caught it and took advantage of it and but now he's back and he's playing well and so yeah I think they're going to be a tough out because they are playing well and I mean they pretty much knew this was coming it was the, the post game press conference on Saturday and the comments were so bizarre it was like attending your own funeral. In a sense, I mean, we knew this was coming. I just didn't believe it was going to happen, but yet it did. I didn't know if they were going to make an exception because you make exceptions. People who have leverage tend to get things made exceptions for them. Uh, you know, we talked about Kareem Hunt. Video of him kicking a woman while well, he's good enough to play, so he plays in the NFL, right? Because he's good enough. Uh, Ray Rice punched a gal. Was he good enough? Now he's was done. Did you argue, was he good enough? I don't, I don't know all the circumstances on either of those cases. But the point being, the better you are, the more leverage you have. It seems like more accommodations are made for you. And I I just didn't know that it would come to this. And why isn't he getting the vaccine? Does he have a right not to get it? I guess he has a right to get it, not to get it. But he's going to pay a heavy price. He's going to walk away from a head coaching job and $3 million. Oh, there's that's, plenty of comments crazy. about that Scott leaving
1: three million on the table, and he's got the
2: face palm emoji after that. so we do do we respect and, him for staying true to his convictions, or do we think he's selfish? And how dare you put others' health at jeopardy in jeopardy and all that stuff? And I, geez, what is your politics? Who'd you vote for in the uh, last election? Uh, will probably tell me who or who you support and what you support in this case? That's just the reality of it. Money, race, and politics now, they're in
1: every discussion. Including whether Nick Rolovich coaches Saturday or not. To which the answer is, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. To one extent or another, those three factors it's, are involved in virtually everything. Th- this isn't a surprise. You went to Pac-12 Media Days, but he didn't. And he did not, it was not, because no. of his vaccine status. So this Correct. story has been building since, well, for us who are out of town August, it may have been a bigger deal up there. Uh, or late July, I mean. That may have yeah, been a bigger yeah, yeah. deal gotcha. up there before then. But, I mean, this this train was
2: on the tracks weeks ago. Months ago. With that acknowledgement, because it's a fact, that's why I thought it would never get to this point, because it has been a story, and if you're against it, or you have some personal reasons, whatever, they, and he's never really expounded, and we know about the religious exemption, uh, but... You would have thought that, okay, why get it in August if I don't have to get it until October? And there was one point where he said
1: something, and he never really spelled it out. He doesn't have to. He could, but he didn't. But he said something, and people thought, well, he's quietly going to get it and not announce it and just keep coaching. But apparently that was not the right take. Well, it he, he didn't get it, and now he's not coaching.
2: And suppose he gets it today. Can he get it? Can he have a change of heart? Decide to get it?
1: I would say on the surface, no. But your point about that exceptions are made for people in exceptional circumstances who are exceptional at their job, it's a strong point. I mean, there's, there's tons of them. There's jokes about it in sports all the time. Jimmy Johnson cutting a guy for falling asleep. But well, what if Troy fell asleep? I'd hit him on the knee and tell him to wake up, right? Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer. Well, after he had a decent
2: nap, though. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Not just like three minutes. If he's, he's tired, he a Hall of get famer.
1: rest. There's a Hall of Famer, man. There's
2: another set of rules for the Hall of Famer. Tell me about it. That's why I got the rules for me. Yeah! <laughs> This is just so bizarre, man. I just, There's nothing in the world to compare it. In the sports
1: world, About anyway. And we see the similar stories repeat themselves over and over.
2: Yeah. They're a little different. The flesh befalls a head coach. All right. That's as old as yep. probably the first coach. <laughs> Did Adam coaches, coach his soccer? Coach Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Did he coach T-ball? I mean, so we've all heard of those stories, right? They're a dime a dozen. Uh, how that, Not uh, this one. I mean, I mean, I've been trying to tell these people, co- coaches, women weakened knees. They don't want to listen, <laughs> you know, and tell you. Uh, so it's just. That was your Burgess Meredith right there? Thank you, Nick. <laughs> what did he play? He played Penguin on Batman?
1: Yes, you are correct.
2: Yeah. I loved Batman, loved Batman as a kid, yeah. And then they leave you with that cliffhanger. You think, oh no, Robin and and Batman, they're gonna die. And then you had to wait till tomorrow to find out how the crap they got out of it. And you have pow, zam, smack. Okay, I love that (laughs) stuff, man. Easily, easily, top two or three show as a kid. Yeah, this is so, this is so wacko. And then he doesn't owe us an explanation. But just out of interest, I would like to know. And it certainly doesn't owe me anything. No, I don't think it owes anybody. He he played by the rules, and the rules were what they were. Now he's out of a job. So he I, does he have that right to do it? I think he does, and he paid a heavy price. I mean, I, I didn't know that I wanted to get the vaccine. But it wasn't for any big moralistic stance. It's just that... For 15 months, I did the show out of my basement, and then uh, gyms were closed, so I'd go to the park. And then when they opened, I go at like 11 or 12 in in the morning or at noon, and there's hardly anybody there. And then I'd go golf, and then that was it. It's like I, it's a fairly isolated life. Yeah, think? I think, I thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right, know. you know, and I don't have any family here, so I'm
1: not. You're not going for birthdays and anniversaries no. and the big Sunday night dinner no. with 20 people and you get a text from a coworker who says, I'm over at my mother-in-law's and I'll
2: get back to you later. <laughs> right. No, I haven't I haven't had that. <laughs> That's me and Yacht texting. <laughs> I, no, I have no family here. Zero. I haven't had a family dinner in well over 10, 15 years with my own little family. I haven't even, haven't even had that. So I thought, I don't need this thing. If anybody's not going to get it, it's me. But then all this hubbub... About, well, you got to get it for this guy, that guy, and for you to come back and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. So I called a couple of medical people that I know, and uh, they were emphatic about it, and I figured they know more than me. So, got it. I didn't make a big deal. It was, I was not making any political stances. is what I'm trying to get yeah. to.
1: I don't make political stances. Lots of people had their hesitations and wondered and called people
2: with medical backgrounds. I know I did. I didn't, But I wasn't but was hesitant about it, though. I just didn't think there was any point for me. Now, I wasn't hesitant, medically speaking, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. Like, oh, no, I mean, I, this is something that's absolutely wrong, blah, blah, blah. That's just me. If you think otherwise, so be it. I'm not here to preach to you whatsoever in any way possible. You do what you yeah. do. And there's no point in me preaching. The media now is turned into preaching and lecturing. You know? It's a fine line from opinion to preaching to lecturing. Well, but that's where where you are. If you don't preach and lecture in the media, if you have a platform, then you're negligent. That's all it is. And you're either left or you're right. And the thing that I've discovered, you're not going to convince me of anything. So stop. Don't preach to me because it's not going to work. In fact, it's going to make the the way I'm born and bred, it's going to make me want to do the opposite. (laughs) So when does it change?
1: When does the media go back to reporting? And it's more about the quotes, which may or may not be the truth, but we report what people tell us.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that it'll ever be. That's that's a good point. I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't know. That's where we're going. So I don't know. And then there's the the more preaching there is, you're just literally preaching to the choir in that sense because the other side becomes more distrusting, more—they move uh, more away, and they believe you less— and, you know, we got Katie Couric out there with the uh, Ginsburg thing. Oh, well, I can interview her. And she was great and all. But wait, she said something that I disagreed with. So she so didn't I wanna, understand the question. I want to protect her and censor. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell are you to censor? What's this lady, this justice who was acknowledged as a a pioneer and a groundbreaking person for all the stuff she did and blah, blah, blah. But she leaned over here, but not on this thing with the kneeling for the national anthem and Kaepernick. But she didn't understand the question. Oh, my gosh. She didn't understand the question. Then maybe she shouldn't be a Supreme Court judge. Yeah, or you shouldn't have interviewed her in the first place. Yeah, but obviously this shouldn't understand which question. journalism
1: question. Which journalism oh, professor was goodness. it who told you, uh, to, by the way, uh, censor the answers based on uh, what you like and think <laughs> of the. None of your journalism professors
2: said that. I would think not, no. Just shocking. Uh, the, the way this profession has gone is just, it's embarrassing at times. And I used to hold it in such high regard. And there's plenty of people who still should be held in high regard uh, and all that stuff. But then, then that, was just, that was just a shocker when I saw that story. So all this preaching doesn't work anyway because there's a massive distrust and all this stuff. So, you know, so I So
1: why did, preach about Rolovich then? He played by the rules. These are the rules. The state of Washington established this date. We hit the date. Voila. And there you go. I know, but it's crazy. It is, because he's gone midseason. And coaches, you know, we're all in.
2: Eh, I'm not all in. These are premium jobs. Yeah. They're hard to get. You've got to work for it. You just don't roll into it, so to speak. You, I mean, you got to pay your dues. I'm sure if I looked at his resume, he's probably been all over the place. I first heard of him as, uh, I think, the coordinator at Nevada. And then obviously at Hawaii, and then here in Pullman. Uh, but wow, and those assistants. This is this is this is one of the more unbelievable sports stories that I've ever seen. And I don't know whether to say that, uh, kid, way to stand up for your convictions, or what are you doing? <laughs> I think it's okay. Actually well, we don't to really say it, know what he,
1: <laughs> we don't really know what he's doing because. He's, he's, never, he's
2: never made a made That's what I'm saying. He's never explained it. And he doesn't owe me an explanation by any stretch. Right. I, I don't know it. that he owes anybody. His family, I guess. Maybe but, his players.
1: But not us. And we're not even Washington taxpayers. <laughs> Maybe even them before us. Yeah. yeah. 49
2: states. Mm. This is so wild, man. This is such a wild story. I don't know that it ha- will have any effect. I think the BYU Cougars are going to have to play well. They're going to have to stop Washington State's offense, no matter if I'm coaching or Rolovich is coaching or this, would they elevate the offensive coordinator? Uh, defensive, defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, no matter who the coach is, uh, I just I don't know that. Maybe it does. Maybe it has a massive effect. I don't know. But I do know BYU is going to have to play better. They're going to have to play better defensively. That's a fact. They can't let Borgy go for 200 yards and run all over them.
1: Right, but this is going to be a different kind of test because of the way they're throwing the ball. Right, but if
2: you can run the ball and Borgie's very good, uh, and if you can run the ball the way uh, Baylor did, don't throw it. I mean, <laughs> years ago we saw the All Cougar this... offense that was a big pass happy offense coming to Rice Eccles and hardly throw the ball, and they, the object objective is to win the game. Norm Chow changed up to everything. Ninety six. That what it was? Ninety six. Yeah, they ran the ball extensively. Cotton Bowl team. I think Sark threw like six passes. Right. Or some ridiculously and they ran low to like total. Four hundred. Right. Yeah. Such. So I can't say that I know obviously Washington State is a passing team, but are they in this case if they can have success running the ball because it's the easiest way to win and dominate?
1: DJ and PK, it's ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Coming up more on this game with Dylan Cauley, former BYU receiver at
0: eight o'clock. Stay with us. This, this, this is Hans Olson and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. <laughs> is that right? No. <laughs> Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. <laughs> what is my name, Google? Your name is Hans.
2: God. Stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned?
0: You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? (laughs) Well, that's better than Hans. Yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Football Friday is presented by Mountainland
1: Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. All right, PK, we were just talking about BYU and Washington State, and uh, the Washington State, obviously, is the big story nationally. But for BYU, it's an important game because they started 5-0 but now with back-to-back losses, and a third one and all the good vibes, all the good feeling to be mm-hmm. out the window. Sure. The yeah. Utes had all the bad vibes early on, one and two, losing a rivalry game, then losing to San Diego State in a game they just messed up multiple ways. But now they got all the good vibes flowing because they've won three in a row. But if there's anything these two teams are reminding of us, uh, which we should already know, this stuff is fleeting. So what you're saying,
2: they got good vibes? Good, 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 good vibrations. Are the Utes picking up the excitations? Yes. Good, 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 good vibrations. I don't know where, but the Utes send me there. Ah! That was good.
1: That's really hard to do, by the way. That falsetto, <laughs> your voice will your voice will crack like Scott Gerard calling a game-winning touchdown. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm up
2: good vibrations. Ute's giving me excitations. Ute's, ute's, ute's. Ute, Ute. Good vibrations. <laughs> my my <boots>. <laughs> good Ute's
0: vibrations. <laughs> my my Some of your finest work. <laughs>
2: No, they were from Hawthorne, which is the hometown of Russell Westbrook.
1: Random links, but okay, great.
2: <laughs> Keep it current. <laughs> sure. Oh, I think that uh, Russ went to Luzinger and the others went to Hawthorne High, but probably there wasn't a Luzinger back then. That's why they didn't go to Luzinger. It's two schools in Hawthorne <laughs>
1: Oh, there was a point to this a while ago you, you before we got into good
2: vibes. <laughs> hey, DJ, I don't know where, but you send me there.
1: There it is. <laughs> so for all of the good vibes, though, this game with Oregon State, and if you want to take them two at a time, the UCLA game, they could come out of this UCLA game five and zero with a two game lead. Your Devils might lose to Washington State that day. UCLA could lose to Oregon in the Utes. I mean, they could be running away with this thing in
2: two weeks, and they could also be in third place in two weeks. Uh, that's funny you say that. Uh, I saw yesterday one of these dot com guys, and they do great work. The dot com guys, but they're hardcore fans of the team that they cover. You know what I mean? They just love their team, and that's great. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, and one of the guys uh, for the who does the dot com for the Sun Devils said the exact opposite. Because the the Devils have a bye this week. Mm -hmm. So he was uh, saying that. (laughs) No, the youths could lose to Oregon State. The bye comes at the right time for ASU. We need to get healthier on defense. Mm -hmm. And younger guys are not ready for the big-time situation. And vets have gotten worn down. But uh, if you look at this situation realistically... They have a realistic path to being 5-1, and, and Utah plays at Oregon State, UCLA and Stanford in that span, and later hosts Oregon. ASU really hurt its South title chances at Utah and must play better, but it's far from over. It is <laughs> far from over. <laughs> but really this no, whole thing can be turned upside down in But it's no two different from, from season to season, week to week, once you get into conference play. Unless you have a superiorly dominant team like the Utes had in 2019. Right. With a roster stacked of not just NFL guys, but ready NFL guys. Meaning they didn't need any more time to develop. They could have a lot of them, except for maybe uh, Burgess, uh, I, I think. But Zach Moss could have gone a year earlier. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and Jalen Johnson and I, I can't even remember all the guys. Lucky Fotu and, and I up front. All those guys could have gone not playing that last year. So they were not only NFL guys, they were NFL-ready draft guys for a year. Utah's not in that position. They may have a lot of NFL guys, but not necessarily they're already being NFL guys. They need some more seasoning. So with that in mind, this is more of a typical season where things can change week to week. I don't think it's that unusual. The only difference is SC sucks. That's it. That's a big difference. And they've already beaten them. Right. Yeah. But in 2019,
1: you knew they got to win now, the Utes, because they dropped that SC game. And SC could lose one or two over the course of the season, and they did. They did. Whereas now... Anybody could lose one or two. Well, as you can't lose two over the next two weeks because the they don't play once. They don't
2: have to worry about it. They control their own destiny if you're all caught up in that. Right.
1: So they but can... in two weeks, it could be all gone. UCLA loses to Oregon and loses to Utah. It's over. Be sitting here.
2: Theoretically, not half. mathematically, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Be sitting here Halloween morning and it can be real clear how the month of November is going to go.
2: I think it will be, but I can't guarantee it. I feel like 65-70% chance, and I stated it yesterday, I believe that the Utes are going to play in a Rose Bowl this year. Get your tickets now. Well, you can't get them now. Maybe get you can, your, I get, get, your, your get your hotel reservation hotel in Southern yeah. California now. And if you want to rent a car, you know, get your $500 a day rent a car. hey <laughs> Super
1: expensive. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Dylan Colley, former BYU wide receiver, joins us next. Frank Dolce, Ute Insider, analyst for The Zone Sports Network at 830. Stay with us.